welcome to MindSurfer MD. I'm your host, Dr. Liz Trainer, and my mission is to normalize discussions about mental health and provide resources to those of us who are riding the waves. So let's dive in. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MindSurfer MD. I am so excited to welcome Dr. Mona Masood to speak with us today. She is the very courageous founding member of the physician support line, which did not exist before March of 2020. And uh, Dr. Masood is a psychiatrist who started this anonymous hotline, which is sponsored uh, and supported by uh, volunteer psychiatrists, if I understand correctly. And I would, mm-hmm. I'm just very excited to talk to her today about how she got that started. And anyway, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. How are you, Mona? Oh, I'm so well, Liz. Thank you so much for having me and, and giving me the opportunity to talk about this work. Oh, thank you so much for being here. So I, um, I noticed that the physician support line started when COVID started to get in full swing, that it, that it mm-hmm. started in about the middle of March of 2020. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it did. Um, and it's interesting because now it'll kind of, you know, March of 2020, I think for all of us has, you know, has, will always remain in our memories as a start of COVID-19. And um, yeah, and it was also somehow, and I think it, it makes sense that it was also the start of the physician support line. It's interesting because as you may, you know, realize this implicitly is that, you know, physician mental health and, um, it was was not necessarily, you know, a, a a problem that started at March of 2020. It, it for us, what we realized from starting the physician support line was that it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't that it was the beginning of of you know recognizing the need for um, physician mental health um, support and and validation, but it was more along the lines of that it was the first time we gave ourselves permission to talk about our mental health because, um, because uh, you know, the public was even able to recognize that this was a big crisis. Uh, the world was um, calling it a crisis. And, and they were, you know, in a way, for the first time, allowing us to, um, you know, say that word and, and, and see ourselves as being um, somehow at the crux of this. And I think there was empathy and there was all these kind of, um, you know, different types of language being used around um, mental health that opened this window for us to, uh, uh, for us to accept and give ourselves permission to address our mental health. Yes. Yes. I, I, there, there have, you know, obviously been so many tragedies with COVID. I just got over it myself and my husband has it now. And, you know, obviously we're grateful for Paxlovid and vaccinations and everything. Um, And yet um, there, there, there are some things that have come out of this crazy experience and, and, and humanizing the experience of the, the healthcare provider to our patients is maybe one, one, one of those things, and um, one of my um, one of my missions is to normalize these conversations about mental health among physicians. That has been a taboo subject for us, um, as uh, we know. It's um, it's a question that uh, several states physicians 
are asked about in an ADA non-compliant manner on our medical licensing uh, applications, uh, just saying, you know, have you ever had a mental health condition, uh, something like this. And, and California has gotten more uh, progressive with this. And I saw that um, Minnesota has also recently changed mm-hmm. their language to be much more um, reasonable and ADA compliant. Um, it, can you talk um, a little bit about that? Um, mm-hmm. I would just love to hear your thoughts on the medical licensing issue. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the first lesson that we learned from physician support line is that, you know, this is um, it's not just about um, supporting the individual, which, of course, is, is important. And that peer support and that normalization is valuable. However, it's also important for us to realize that we don't work in a vacuum. You know, we are a part of a greater system. And that system has deprioritized uh, mental health and actually has uh, possibly um, lent either purposefully or implicitly, um, you know, the, this this kind of toxic um, idea of what makes a good physician and what makes a healthy physician. And, and in that toxicity, it has really dehumanized physicians. We've become more um, you know, automatic, like we're, we're just cogs in, in, in the system. And, um, and that has really been detrimental, um, to, you know, not only, um, (laughs) to us who are suffering because of that kind of, um, that, you know, dehumanization, but also to healthcare in general, it's, you know, an unwell, um, physician or a physician who is not allowed to, um, focus on their own wellness is not going to be able to do well by the patients that they serve either. So it's interesting when you bring up this idea about medical licensing and and the um, and these ADA non um, non compliant uh, questions amongst medical licensing, um, because it very much is 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 again the systemic um, problem that we're we're dealing with, uh, which you know. So let let me let me back up. Let me t- tell for th- for our listeners here on why this is problematic. Now, we think that you know at the surface level, medical licensing. We think, of course, we want a doctor who is well. Of course, we want a doctor who is able to take care of their patients and do it in in um you know in in this kind of very uh, highly trained and very present and engaged way. Okay, so that's actually well and good. And that is something that we all agree upon. But what is happening in, in when it comes to medical licensing is that they are not looking at what, um, you know, impairment um, in these kind of questions. What The issue that we're having is, uh, is that they are looking at, um, they are co- um, conflating the two, impairment versus a person who has had an illness or a person that has uh, gone, uh, gone through something. And and so we don't want an impaired physician. I think we all say that, um, and we all can agree that about that. But what is happening is because there's so much stigma in mental health and and just poor understanding and misunderstanding of what mental health even is, um, that it leads to these kind of uh, miscategorizations, um, and in that nuance, we we lose um, we we lose. Um, you know, um, this uh, crucial thing, which is a physician wellness. So for example, if, if a question on a medical licensing application is saying, you know, 
have you ever received therapy or been on psychiatric medications? That in itself is a very loaded question. It is, it is not concerned about whether this person, this physician is, having, is impaired by anything right now. It is not asking about the moment, this present moment in time. It is asking if this patient has ever gone through anything, which can really limit, um, which can really limit any of us from from seeking help or getting um, or 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 improving or getting better, without the threat of losing something that we've put all of our energy and our money and in terms of student loan and debt and and our and and years of of um, education into. Um, and so it's it's conflating the two that is really causing a problem for for us for those who may not know this. And so what this could mean in real life and what has happened for physicians in real life is say a physician has postpartum depression, which is something that we can easily empathize with for most human beings. And this person, we would say if we knew our physician colleague, needed, you know, support after having a child and was having these symptoms, we would tell them, please go get help. There is, you know, vetted um, and researched help out there. And so then we would not hesitate for something like that. And then maybe perhaps a person benefited from therapy. Perhaps this physician then benefited from Zoloft or from an SSRI from some medication. And they got through it. And they are on the other side. They are a good parent. They are a very um, present and engaged physician, and they are able to kind of do, you know, live their life in a in a in a productive and and present manner. I fail to see the relevance of disclosing that on on a licensing application, because a licensing application is about the present. How is this person performing currently? Is something getting in the way of their performance right now, as opposed to what they have been in the past? And, and so that is where we get this violation. And this is where, where we get this issue um, for, for physicians, um, because now we're confusing the physician, too, which is okay, I could never get help for anything because this would have to be disclosed to the, my, my licensing. And uh, my choices are either I lie to the licensing uh, on the licensing application, which has its own repercussions, and go get treatment, et cetera, or I don't get treatment at all and then end up hurting myself. And so neither of these are good outcomes. And this is why there is perpetual systemic um, causes to the mental health crisis we see amongst physicians. I mean, what would you say about that, Liz? Is that your impression about this as well? I, I, think, I think it absolutely contributes. I'm grateful to be in California where it's... Um, it is asking about a present impairment rather than it have there, right. has there been any history. Um, and, um, but this is, this is a, a, a mission of mine is, you know, ultimately, as, as I say in my Facebook group, it's to save one physician life, which maybe will just be my own, but hopefully, you know, the, the, the messages that I'm putting out there may touch somebody and the ripples will help. Um, but then um, related to that, I would really like to see these uh, non-compliant licensing 
questions be fixed across the country. Um, and so, um, uh, you know, we talked about uh, the postpartum depression um, incidents incident as an example. And of course, that is a case that I, I learned about very recently, which was the one that precipitated the um, uh, the nonprofit Dr. Mom to help yeah. uh, women physicians with postpartum depression and also was the catalyst for changing the medical licensing laws in Minnesota. Um, yes. So I... Um, yeah, so this is this is uh, this is this. I think it's definitely a, a systemic issue, as we were talking about, and um, something that I, I, it will, it will be fixed. I, I really, I think this is something that that the time has come, and this will be fixed. And um, people like you and I are are going to need <laughs> to make it happen. <laughs> so um, yes, and Liz, and, and, and rally some other docs listening in to help. Exactly. Exactly. And if people who are listening in are wanting to know more about this or how they can help within their states, because as we know that there's no federal medical licensing, you know, as of now, we are all bound by our state medical licensing, which slowly the states are changing this and they're seeing the relevance of what we're discussing here. But there are many states that are still not. And if you would like to know where your state stands on on this issue or how to get involved and, 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 and see the toolkits and who to contact, about this stuff. There's a great website and there's a, so we've been working with um, the American Medical Women's Association. Um, the Physician Support Line has, as well as uh, a few other organizations. Um, we've been working with American Medical Women's Association who are leading an initiative called um, Humans Before Heroes. You can Google it. Um, and it's, it's specifically about this, um, you know, state licensing. And um, and so they have a whole um, web page and um, toolkits and a map even of the United States and which tells you exactly where your state lies in, in terms of its wording of its medical licensing regarding mental health questions. What, um, it does it by green, yellow, red in terms of um, the areas that it needs to be addressed. So please check it out. And it, it's just it's called Humans Before Heroes. And it will be under the um, AMWA um, website. And so I think that, you know, this it's, it's been a great um, method of um, championing uh, this, this cause. Wow. I am so grateful to hear about that. I wasn't familiar with the Humans Before Heroes mission. And I am going to be hopping on the website and <laughs> definitely will put this in the show notes um, uh, momentarily. Wow. Thank you so much. Um, I um, I also want to make sure our listeners know about um, the physician support line, what that number is, mm -hmm. what uh, what what the hours are, how that works, um, because that's a that's a free resource for mm -hmm. uh, for for those of us that are in in an, uh, an acute need to talk to somebody kind of a situation, right? So, um, yeah. can you tell us a little bit more about the physician support line logistics? Sure, yeah, sure. Absolutely. So the physician support line, we are now starting our third year of operation. Um, and so what it is, it is a free and confidential peer-to-peer um, -peer support line run by um, volunteer psychiatrists. We're all U.S. licensed psychiatrists um, who are unapologetically um, supporting their medical student and physician colleagues 
navigate the many intersections of our personal and professional lives. And what that essentially means is please call us about any subject. It does not have to be a crisis. Um, It does not have to be about COVID-19, even though that's when it started. Um, We talk about, you know, literally any subject. We have so many intersections and it's so important for us to recognize those intersections. So we're not just viewing ourselves as this kind of you know, these these unfeeling, you know, cogs in a system like we were discussing before. And what you will get and what it is like is you you just call the toll-free number, which is 1-888-409-0141. That's 1-888-409-0141. And um, during our hours of operation, which are Monday through Friday. It is from 8 a.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. Um, and, and you will be connected with a volunteer psychiatrist. It is anonymous. You don't have to reveal anything about you. Um, the volunteer psychiatrist might tell you who they are or they might not themselves, but they are all vetted. And we have made sure that they are, you know, U.S. licensed and that, the, and, and I honestly, I will say I have a, a pretty much at this point, three years down the road, I have a pretty personal relationship with almost everyone, which is kind of remarkable um, on there. So oh, I can personally vet for the empathic um, call you will have and the, and the sincerity of these volunteers because they really get nothing out of it. We really are doing this because I think we need to. Um, hear and see that we are honestly there for one another um, and that we get it and that our goals are very much just, you know, to be sincere human beings. And um, and I think it, it really, what we have, the feedback we have gotten has been very much that it's been almost like a moral renewal, a, a reminder of why we went into medicine and this kind of um, desire um, to be there with people, even as they're hurting, but to really be there to, you know, to humanize and to normalize and to validate, um, you know, our, our, our emotions and, and our, and our, um, and our lives and ourselves. So we have calls about every subject. Like I said, um, you can call us, you know, about family dynamics. You can call us about, um, you know, um, just, the moral injury in healthcare about what, um, you know, navigating a difficult system where you're feeling lessened. We can talk about residency for the residents who might be listening and about trainees. We even talk to medical students about match and about their frustrations about their, you know, about um, this, the system once again. Um, And we really want you know, want there to be a a ripple effect of wellness. Our hope is that, you know, accepting and, um, and, and uh, validation, normalization of what we're going through will allow us to spread that to others and perhaps change, you know, the medical culture we grew up in, where it very much was emphasized to be competitive and, and, you know, I went through it, so you have to go through it. And all of these kind of um, negative uh, culture that we kind of internalized. And we're hoping that, you know, by listening and giving space to one another and our voices and our stories, that we will, you know, slowly but surely 
change that into a more supportive culture. I, I love this. I, I'm so grateful for for what you've what you've brought to to us physicians. Thank you so much for 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 bringing this this wonderful humanizing resource uh, to where we can help one another. And I, and I, and I would think if uh, there's a psychiatrist who happens to be listening, that would like to volunteer, they could probably call that number also. one to find out about volunteer opportunities. Um, Is there a a website um, that is associated with physician support line as well? If people are interested in volunteering or finding out more? Yes, thanks, Liz. Yes, you can find more resources. We're updating with res- um, more resources as well as people are wanting to have continuity of care because that is one thing we do not provide. We don't provide a medic medication recommendations. It's not a doctor-patient relationship, just so people know. It really right. is peer support. We're just you know, um, we're just trained specifically in um, in this area as well as uh, crisis management. So that's why it's run by psychiatrists. But really, it's there to um, validate the physician experience. Um, but what we but our our website, which is physiciansupportline.com, um, really does have more resources on there. Um, all, like I said, continuity of care, also um, groups. If people are interested in that, also just kind oh, of I'm a self- huge fan of groups. Oh my yeah. God, I've done so much group coaching in the last year and it is right. so helpful. Yes, it really is. So and, great. And 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 there is um and there's also like if people are more inclined towards a self-help route, we have those resources as well. Um and also the the website you can um it'll there's a tab for I'm interested in volunteering and you fill out a very, very short form and it will go to me and, um, and then, you know, I'll be able to onboard you very quickly. And so there's all of these, um, these things on there. Um, also, if you want to directly email me, it's, um, Dr. Mona Masood, um, that's D-R Mona, which is M-O-N-A, Masood, which is M-A-S-O-O-D at, um, physiciansupportline.com. So for any of you that would like to directly reach out, it can be about anything, really. I, I, I'm pretty active on checking that email account as well. And I'd be happy to, you know, connect with my colleagues here. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's a, phys- that's a physician support line where we're very, very um, lucky and humble to be doing this work. We're, we're thankful for the fact that, you know, we only have been operating for the past three years because we've been getting calls for the past three years. So, you know, you are definitely those who are listening and I'm wondering if it's, you know, should I call? Should I not? Honestly, you can call about anything. Sometimes people are just calling because they're like, you know, nobody else will get this. And I'm kind of tired of telling this to my spouse or, or my friends. And I just need to get this off my chest. And I was just wondering if I could just talk to someone who gets it. It can be about anything. So, you know, there's no obligation. You're not wasting our time. Please don't apologize when you call us. We really are doing this um, for each other. Um, so, so that's us. And um, Liz, I must thank you for, you know, obviously the fact that there's so many of us doing this work, it, it just goes to show you that there must be so many more like us out there who have seen the writing on the wall of, about physician wellness who are just not okay with accepting 
um, status quo on this. And we really are looking way at ways, both personally, individually, and systemically, to empower our voices and our role in, in our lives and in our careers. And so I thank you for giving this the space and um, the intentional space to, to discuss this issue. Oh, uh, uh, Dr. Masood, I am so grateful again for your time today, for everything that you've, you've talked about this evening. I am, it is such, such a pleasure to talk to you. Also, I just wanted to say, I saw that your Instagram is shrink dot wrapping, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was really funny. Um, and I haven't checked out your Instagram yet, but I'm going to. <laughs> yes, so. yes, that, that is my Instagram. And yeah, please, it, it is way more than physician support line. I, I, I try to um, discuss day-to-day takeaways. A lot of those lessons that I share are, are from my, my patients with their, you know, it's, it's still all anonymous. There's no confidentiality breaches, but there are lessons in the human psychology that I think are just relevant to so many of us. And so, um, yeah, if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, it's uh, shrink.rapping, um, so shrink wrapping. So, yes, but like, I love it. <laughs> oh, I just love it. Like we're rapping doctor. You know, yes. Like, yes. I can't rap. I'm not even going to try. I was going to try to rap. I'm like, no, no, no. I better not try to do that. Um, but um, wow. So again, physiciansupportline.com to find out more information. The number again is 1-888-4090-141 or 409-0141 if you want to do it that way. And um Thank you so much. I, 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 again, I, words fail. I, you're, you're so eloquent and I am just so grateful for your time today. Thank you so much. I'm equally grateful for yours, Liz. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. And I really do hope that, uh, you know, you guys are inspired to live your lives more intentionally, that you see your careers um, as a, something that is on your terms um, and that, or, and other, and if you don't, that hopefully that you make moves to make it more on your terms. And I do hope that you realize that your wellness, not only leads to your patient's wellness, but honestly, it's just, it, it's, it's just something that, um, that you deserve as a human being. So, um, please take care, um, take care, all of you. Um, we are here for each other. And I do hope that um, we will continue to uh, take back our, our profession and our voices and our lives. Amen. Beautifully <laughs> said. Sending you love, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, share with a friend, and provide your five-star feedback so we can reach more listeners. I would also love to see you in our Facebook community, Mind Surfer MD, where you can sign up for a buddy. Catch you later. The views shared here are for informational and educational purposes. The opinions and topics discussed are not, do not serve. I read that and I was like, Pono or Sewer? <laughs> do not serve as medical advice. <laughs> like, Pono Sewer? And do not represent Dr. Liz Trainer's professional or personal contacts. Perfect. Pono, Pono Sewer. Woo.